Welcome to the Serious Social podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. This episode was recorded live on Facebook on Friday the 27th of March 2020. CJ explores how to connect with your audience without disrespecting our current societal challenge. And today we're going to look at um, the topic of um, how we can stay connected with our audience um, without without falling foul of disrespecting this horrendous um, situation we're um, currently facing as a society right now. I don't think anyone needs me to um, to detail exactly um, what's going on in the world. We have some amazing people. Um, but what can you expect from um, from this Facebook Live? Well, we're going to help you stay connected with your audiences. It's really tough right now, isn't it? We need to be respectful of what's going on with COVID-19. We absolutely need to be respectful of the amazing people that are working tirelessly to help us right now. We saw at 8 o'clock last night just, um, just how poignant it is that we thank not just the NHS workers who got the applause last night, but care workers. In fact, this morning, it was bin day for me. And just seeing the bin being collected, it made me realise just what a great nation of wonderful people we've got who, when it really matters, they go the extra mile and they pull together. And that's what we're seeing as a nation right now. People adapting to a unique environment. We're working from home rather than in our offices. We're faced with challenges of not necessarily having the technology or resources that uh, we're used to. For example, me not sure if the uh, the live was getting out uh, correctly or not. Um, but one of the challenges we've got is how and should we continue posting content for our audiences? Well, the short answer is you absolutely should, but you need to take a fresh look um, and um, you you need to take a look at um, the type of content that's that's going out. So, for example, if you're t- trying to be really salesy right now, you're just going to frustrate people. We're amidst a time when there's a lot of anxious individuals. There's um, uncertainty in the world. People are facing income challenges, health issues, and worse. It's not going to take much for somebody to see a piece of content and become justifiably a keyboard warrior. If you're going out and trying to sell stuff, um, if you're going out to try and sell stuff to people who don't want it, it's just going to to frustrate and uh, and annoy. So let's talk about content. So I said you can't be salesy, you shouldn't be salesy. There's an argument whether you should be salesy at all on social. And the IF philosophy is you shouldn't. If ever you're going to post content, it should be helping people it should be um aiding a problem or a challenge that they're they're facing uh, right now but if we start talking about sleepless nights as we call them that's disrespectful too isn't it because there are amazing people up and down the country right now who are having a number of sleepless nights because they're either working to fight this horrendous virus or they're they're up because their loved ones are affected by this horrendous virus. So there's a delicacy that we need to understand and appreciate. And there's an extra filter that we need to apply to our content. As marketers, and I'm assuming the majority of people watching this are social media marketers, you will all know how to create 
um, content plans, you probably have a strategy in place that answers um, what you want to achieve as a business and how you want to communicate with, with audiences. I suspect you probably even had content plans in place for the content that should go on Facebook rather than the content that um, should go on LinkedIn, perhaps. But like with everything at the moment, these uncertain times, so much goes out the window. Content strategies, content tilts, how we produce content in a unique way that um, is instantly recognizable to us as a brand. All of that thinking really goes out the window. So two bits of advice you need to understand for producing content right now. One, you've got to tune in to what's going on in society. You've got to be respectful about what people are facing. You have to recognize that whether you're at the sharp end of this working within the NHS or whether you're affected by it, there are issues that are profoundly hurting people right now. Um, we're missing loved ones, we're missing colleagues. Even at the lower end of it, we're in offices, we can join on video calls, but we're not sharing time with friends, family, um, beyond those we live with, and we're certainly not sharing time face-to-face -face with, with colleagues, are we? We're frustrated. Um, we feel restricted a little bit in our, our civil liberty, although we absolutely understand the importance of it and everyone should be following that all-important government advice. Otherwise, this is going to go for months and months and months. But the minute we understand that, the minute we recognise that there's frustration, there's anxiety, we can start to look at how we get put content in place that's not going to piss people off, to put it, put it crudely. And that's the last thing we want to be doing. So how can you help? Well, Firstly, you need to be thinking about how your brand can help people at the moment. So Q&As, I'm sure in the tech or the B2B side of it, you would have white papers, you would have um, uh, thought leadership pieces that you've maybe previously put behind a gate. How can you surface some of that content to help people right now? And how can you be giving away some of that insight for free? Because while certain businesses, a lot of businesses, and particularly um, some of the the, uh, the freelance workers in particular are really hurting right now with what, what's going on. There's a number of businesses which are still operating and there are a number of businesses that still need to trade and there are customers that still need service. So understanding how you can talk about your propositions is quite key right now. So I said about don't be sales. Let's give you an example of how you could talk. So q and I saw a really good Q&A yesterday actually an auto trader. Um, they had Rory Reid. Now I know he's a celebrity, he's a brand manager. Rory was doing an amazing, really personal Q&A, helping people understand some of the challenges around automotive. And the big one at the moment was around MOTs. Is my, if my MOT is up for renewal right now, um, how do I go about getting it? Is there an exemption? So as well as covering that, he covered some fun content. He also answered a whole host of um, daft questions. Now, the majority of brands don't have brand ambassadors, particularly in the B2B and the tech side of it. But you've got great knowledgeable people in your business that would be able to answer questions around cybersecurity if you're a tech brand at the moment. I'm sure that is a big concern for people at home dialing in off home networks. How can they do it more securely? How can they protect their, uh, their services more? Should and could you perhaps create a Q&A around cybersecurity? On the consumer side of it, and this is challenging because consumer markets are reliant on um, bricks and mortar retail as well as online. We know online is continuing for a number of businesses with deliveries playing out. If you're an FMCG brand right now, 
a toilet paper manufacturer, I would not advocate you producing any content talking about what you could be doing. That, that would be pretty insensitive given some of the challenges people are, are, are having. So there are some scenarios where possibly not talking about things is the right play. But in the main, we believe at immediate future, keeping your content published and having comms going out is critically important. I mentioned Q&As. What else can you be doing? Well, entertainment and popular culture is a big hit right now. Just ask yourself, what's the piece of content you've remembered from the last week to 10 days? And I bet it's one of the videos that's been a bit of respite. It's been light humor, something funny that, that stood out. I know the my colleagues at IF, we've got instant messenger tools set up for, for remote working. Um, and there's a, a a chat that we've got that's full of great pieces of content. Uh, a woman sarcastically taking a, a pop at uh, yoga whilst drinking was one video that, that I saw. The uh, famous BBC News um, piece from a number of years ago, the World News piece, where the, the young children come rushing into the room. I love the fact that BBC uh, World News got him and his family back online this week. Um, doing an interview all, to, all together. It was moments like that that gave us a bit of respite from all this serious noise that's going on at the moment. There's a lot of serious advice going out. There's things that we all have to learn at 5 p.m. each day. But are there light-hearted, fun things that you can be doing to entertain people, to give people a moment's respite from all that important, serious uh, noise? Popular culture. This is bigger than ever. Brands who are creating content that's playing into popular culture, nostalgic elements. So if your target audience is uh, average age of sort of um, 40, 50s, then content from the 80s right now is a real smash hit play. Uh, whether you like them or not, um, GWR and uh, Great Western Railway, their ad proposition is all around um, the Enid Lighting Book 5, isn't it? Or if you look at the core age group of people who are traveling on away day adventures, it's the very audience that remembers reading those books as a child. The popular culture element absolutely cuts through. So how can you be creating content that plays to popular culture? It should be a question you ask yourself. Um, Fun is we have a huddle every single morning and at uh, 5.15 every day. I don't know why I hesitated. It's the same time every day. I should know that. Um, and this morning we were talking about uh, the fact that some businesses are having dress up Friday. They're getting together on video calls um, and they're, they're doing something quirky to entertain their staff. And they're doing that to actually put a few smile on faces. You need to be thinking along the same line, those same lines for your customers, for your audiences. How can you put a smile on their face? I recall a video we shot um, a couple of years ago and it was never intended for public use. We we bought some new Peli cases. So anyone that built that, that does filming equipment um, or goes on live shoots, you, you know the big Peli cases, the big protective gear. Um, and somebody in the office said, "Can you fit a person in it?" And we just happened to have a video camera rolling at the time whilst we tried to put a person in a Peli case. We used this piece of B-roll in a pitch recently, a pitch we won. And it got lots of laughter. It was relatable. It was a kind of daft question that everyone wants answered. Now, I'm not advocating that publishing a video of somebody getting into a Peli case is going to win you business in the same way it did us. But right now, you should be thinking about the fun content, the entertaining content, and the popular content that you can put out that helps 
I put a smile on people's faces. But then you've got to lay the filter with the copy and you've got to be thinking about the message. So I'll give you a tangible example. There was a brand recently um, who was talking about um, how they were wanting to help people find the opportunity right now. An audience didn't like the correlation between opportunity and COVID-19, understandably so. So you need to create a filter within your, your organization in the same way that you have brand guidelines for how you produce your tone of voice in the same way that you've got your guidelines for how you produce your creativity. You now need to be thinking about what are the guidelines so that you're not falling foul of a million and one issues that could come your way through COVID-19 beyond the atrocities of, of, of illness. At Immediate Future, we, we create these um, in PowerPoint. We, we actually have columns and pillars of uh, what the tenets are that we want to get across, what the uh, the keywords are that we either want to utilize or avoid, the thematics that we need to um, call out on, on behalf of the business. And we make sure that content is either chiming with or mitigating against those, whether it's a content plan to help you proactively develop content or whether it's a filter to help you avoid um, falling foul of issues. But the single most important thing you can do right now is listen and i don't mean social listening technology listening i mean being smart and listening to what's going on around you and if you're being seen to profiteer off of coronavirus bad things are going to happen content wise if you're sympathetic to it if you're understanding of it and in amongst all of that trying to give people some respite you are going to do well one of our customers i'm very proud to say is fujitsu defense Fujitsu have worked with the armed forces for more than 20 years and they made the smart decision over a week ago and for disclosure this wasn't immediate future this came from from um, the defense team the brilliant defense team that we work with they realized that they wanted to move their content from um, a point of talking about proposition service to one of thanking all of the service people who are helping right now I'm sure everyone's aware of the 20,000 troops that have been deployed to help logistically move things around. There's another 10,000 reservists that have been called in. So they've made the play to use their content to just thank people. And guess what? People are going to remember that content. They're going to remember Fujitsu being a responsible business. The polar opposite of that, of course, is people like Sports Direct that got it very wrong with some business decisions that they made. And then it took them too long to undo that decision and too long to apologize and i'm sure some of the football fans that that are maybe watching this um that are familiar with uh, mike ashley and his undertakings at newcastle are not necessarily surprised to hear that but I, I personally thought the apology that came out this morning was too little too late there are brands that get it wrong innocently um and we all make mistakes if you do fall over and make an error apologize straight away You've learned from it, you've accepted it, we got it wrong. We want to apologize and we want to do the right thing. There are brands right now that need to be called out for the great things that they're doing. The brilliant guys in Immediate Future wrote an amazing blog last Friday. I'm just going to check it out. It's on the IF blog platform talking about brands right now who are going above and beyond to help. Um, there's some stuff that, uh, that, that springs to mind. BP with the free fuel for... Um, uh, health workers, McDonald's before they closed their doors, what they were offering, and health workers too. There are some brands right now who are doing some great things that deserve a big thumbs up. Um, 
you don't have to go that far. You don't have to have a CSR in play. You don't have to have a big gesture, a big PR exercise to, to turn heads. You absolutely can be publishing some pretty simple and straightforward content. So let's give you some tangible advice now. We spoke about the Q&As. That's a simple one. Figure out 10 questions and answers that are frequently framed in you as an organization that will help your customers. How can you answer those? Get somebody with a bit of personality that you can put on a Facebook Live. Um, but find somebody that can talk around what those Q&As are. Um, advisory content. What are the five tips right now you would give your customers and why? So if you're um, a garden brand, I would genuinely start thinking about um, the calorie burn rate around your um, using your tools. If you were doing half an hour's gardening each day, and how can that help people? We know there are restrictions and limitations with getting out at the moment. We know people have cabin fever, understandably so. How can those consumer brands help? I love seeing all the cookery content. I'm sure everyone watching is familiar with it over the last sort of week to 10 days. It's kind of ready, steady cook mentality to creating own food. That's a tangible problem that we've all faced, isn't it? We haven't been able to get the goods we wanted because of lots of people buying excessively. But I love the fact that uh, led by some brilliant celebrity chefs, they uh, and even some uh, not so well-known um, chefs have stepped forward to help us embrace that creating a meal from very little. We're going to remember that content once COVID is, uh, has hopefully passed. So it doesn't have to be grand gesture work. It doesn't have to be um, big insight pieces that you, you share. But if, if you want to go the lengths of, say, a Harvard Business Review, one of my colleagues reliably informed me yesterday that they've made all of their articles free for the duration of um, the uh, self-isolation period. I thought that was a really good play by Harvard Business Review. Maybe there's some content that you previously had behind a gate that you can offer up. Equally, maybe there's something fun and daft that you can be doing from all of your past video content of funnies. Could you edit something together, an outtakes reel, and publish it for uh, no other reason than making people uh, people laugh? You don't have to be selling right now. In fact, you shouldn't be selling, overtly selling right now. If people need your proposition and service, they will find you. The purpose of your role right now is to have content out that just waves at people, just to let you know that you're, you're still there. And the best way to do that is by helping people to give them content that's going to assist them with a challenge or a problem. And I don't mean grand problems and challenges, anything like what our NHS team are, are facing right now. I mean insignificant um, challenges and problems that, you know, here's a bit of advice that, that, that might help you. If you're a social media copywriter right now, you probably need to take a step back and um, think about everything you've been taught. For the first time ever, you probably need to take a step back from pithy headlines um, you probably need to reflect on what's going on in, in society at the moment and make sure that you're not innocently suggesting something that a second or third person can misinterpret. Because there's some tired people out there right now. There's some anxious people out there right now. Um, there are people who are justifiably worried about what's going to be happening employment-wise to them, health-wise to, to themselves. And we need to be respectful of that. Last piece of advice I would give you, do not be afraid on social media right now to detract from your formal brand guidelines. A lot of the time, brand guidelines were written for website. When, when we say online, they were written for how they're going to view online or they were produced for 
uh, dare I say, print production sort of 10, 15 years ago. Few brands have evolved their brand guidelines for social media. You need to keep in mind, and I know we all know this, but we all forget it. That's the size of the device every second person on social is looking through. So if you're creating content using your brand guidelines for website on a laptop view, when it gets shrunk down onto even that sort of size view, if you tilt your phone around, you've got a lot of content going into a very small space. It's got to be clean, it's got to be simple, it's got to be easy to view, it's got to be what we call thumb stopping. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.